passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyle Ferguson, joining Free Bacon. We have another great one today. Uh, we're talking about the entire draft and all of our UT guys getting their different places and what that means for them and their opportunities they have there. We also talk about the new recruit that we missed last week uh, in Sylvester Smith. Uh, and then we talk about basketball. Uh, we haven't talked about it in a while, so we're catching up on some stuff on some guys transferring in, some guys transferring out. Um, but before we get into any of that, y'all, please subscribe, like, hit that notification bell if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening, if you're in your car, please just follow, rate, and review, give us five stars. It takes no time for you, but it means the world to us. And um, please just let us know any kind of questions you guys have. Do the same thing. Make friends in those comments on the YouTube. Uh, let us know if there's anything you want us to touch on. Always appreciate you guys. And uh, let's jump into it. The game. Snap. The kick is in the air. And the kick this time is no, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Final score. Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught by Tennessee. Tennessee wins! by Tennessee to one Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down at the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pence. Touchdown on play number one. All right. So before we jump into the podcast, shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. Uh, if you're wanting to go anywhere to bet, this is the place. It's the number one source for all the best odds, the stats, everything that comes with it. They've got stuff on the NBA playoffs going on. They've got stuff on MLB. They have golf. They have fighting. They have even casino. So everything you could think of, this is the place to go. It's the best place to bet, and it makes everything more exciting when you do it. So hop on over there. When you do go over there, it's super easy to get started. Um, you can use your mobile device, or you can go on their website and use a promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V when you sign up and you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So Awesome. Free money. So why not use Believe as your little code when you go there? Um, tell, them, tell them that we sent you. Uh, so head on over. Again, that's B-L-E-A-V promo code to get that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everyone. Um, hope you had a fantastic uh, weekend watching the NFL draft. We're going to get into that. Uh, but first, Breed. How are we doing, bud? Hey, Tyler. Good to see you today. Uh, I'm doing well. So we haven't talked since last Wednesday. So I yeah. have to tell you about two weekends. So New Jersey with hopefully the future in-laws. Yes. I don't know why I, don't know why I did this because I do hope that they are my future in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Yeah. 
up in New Jersey with Arielle and her family. It was a great time. I really appreciated her parents being awesome. Uh, it was it was fun. I just got to hang out, relax. Went to the gun range. Just freaking pow, lighting off some rounds and some. Bro, dang. you know you missed every target. Don't lie. No, no. I actually, I, I don't know if it's a Tennessee thing or my, you know, my dad grew up in Rogersville on the farm and was a country boy. So like maybe I just come by it honestly. But I'm I'm not bad. Like I mean, her her dad's. Uh, well, I can't say exactly what he does. He works for the government. Um, he's he's retired law enforcement, works for the government. He's a stud. But he was impressed. It was, you'll love this. You will love this. We were, <laughs> oh, we were walking into the gun range. We were walking into the gun range. And I was like, yeah, did you ever hear of David Crockett? And her dad, like, starts laughing. He's like, yeah, is that what they call you? I was like, yeah, I taught him everything he knew. <laughs> <laughs> but just like my, like, cheesy, like, cheesy, stupid stuff. But, uh, but no, it was fun. I did. I didn't hit bullseye i broke bullseye from 70 feet which was the farthest could go down inside so i was you know me i was hyped for that so Um, uh, explain this to me how did you hit bullseye with your great hand-eye coordination from 70 yards yet somehow 75 you couldn't tackle a running back and always hit me in the back at practice where was that where was that hand-eye coordination then huh first first off don't discount me as if I like didn't make tackles like or missed. I, I led our team in tackles or I was second in tackles, maybe behind Tyler. I like 120 something. I did that on purpose to piss you <laughs> off because <laughs> I thought it was funny. So anyways, uh, no, great, great weekend up there. This weekend has been a good weekend. Um, just fi- finally, like had a couple busy weekends in a row. You know me. I love the NFL draft, so I ate all that up, uh, played golf yesterday with my pops, which was fun, and then church today. So it's been a great weekend, and I'm, I'm excited to talk about the draft and some of this other stuff. We, we actually have a decent amount of some different news to get into, whether it's draft transfers and, uh, you know, finally talking a week later about our recruit. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, talk about pissed. Two Tuesdays in a row I'm editing. Uh, our podcast we pre-recorded and we get two commits and both podcasts are about commits. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? I know. Um, but hey, that's how it works. That's uh, how it goes. That's how it goes. First, before we get into the recruit and the draft, this past weekend I went into Knoxville, um, went to an event that Josh Dobbs put on at Tennessee National. Uh, for his charity foundation amazing event literally I couldn't have asked for anything better perfect weather perfect venue got to see guys I literally have not seen since 2014 2015 um, and be able to talk to them and just shoot the shit and like it, it those kind of meetings and those kind of people that like you just go through so much adversity with you're it's just automatic. As soon as you see them, like it's not hard to talk to them at all. It's so easy to connect. Uh, and I'm going to try and have a few on. I want to have them on the podcast and get their stories about Dooley and about Butch and their point of views. So I think that would be fun. Uh, finally got to meet your uh, hero, Al Wilson, uh, which was, which was really cool. I was just like, Hey, I, I just need to introduce myself because I grew up in Knoxville and I watched you play and I played and you're just a legend. And he was like, Oh yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> so um first, and, first off, first off, he probably gets that a lot. Second oh my god, off, all the time. Second off, my dad and my mom are my heroes. He's my favorite, he's my second favorite football player of all time behind you. Well, thank but, you. But yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. No, actually, we're not gonna. He's he's. You're my favorite ball. He's my pro- probably my favorite football player of all time. Do you know my? Do you know my other two? Uh, Cortland Finnegan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'll probably just leave it at those right now. Those two, Al Wilson, and Cortland Finnegan, because then the rest are I like. I love a bunch of other ones, but I'm gonna say those two. I haven't added my third one yet. Yeah, it's hey. This is a this is a big process. Like you gotta. There's a lot you got to do to get in Reed's top three. Yes. <laughs> I, I just don't let anyone in this club. Yeah, but it was great um, following the golf tournament. There's a Chase Rice concert. 
uh, and just an awesome night. It was it was great to see everybody. I, I'm still a little hoarse from it. If you can hear that in my voice, uh, because it's very hard to talk to people when Chase Rice is performing. Um, but yeah, just I I cannot wait for next year. Like I can't wait to do it again. It's going to be so much fun and really appreciate Dobbs and everything that he did to put that thing together. That was cool. How many Voodoo Rangers did you slam home? Man, they didn't have any. I was pissed. Um, but slammed some Loganitas and Bud Lights for sure. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you play? How'd you play? Uh, I played all right. We scramble ruled. So uh, this is our uh, weekly golf talk. Um, scramble ruled. So we shot a 76, me and my partner. Um, so and this is, well. this is, and this is literally he hits and you hit and you take the best ball. Yeah. You take the best ball. Yeah. Um, so shot a 76 with my partner. Oh, well, actually these are inflated numbers because they wanted the tournament to keep moving on that. They set a cap at bogey. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I was honestly, I was honestly about to say, I was honestly about to say Tyler my, Tyler Page is who you play with. He must be a dang good golfer if you guys shot 76 because I know I've seen you play. <laughs> hey, so then I played I played the next day with another buddy of ours, Cody, and uh, his dad, and I got my second birdie ever. Nice. Very nice. So I was pretty – I hit some good shots good. yesterday with them. But I'm getting there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to freaking catch up to your ass. I'll tell you that. No, you won't, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, it, it was great weekends. A lot of fun. Glad to be back in Nashville and can decompress and get back to get back to normal. But uh yeah, that was that was a good time. Um all right. Do you want to jump into Sylvester first? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do so, Sylvester. Yes. So Sylvester Smith, uh, I'm going to call him Sly. Sylvester Smith, Sly. Um, Dude, uh, it was so funny. This came out, he committed. And like we said, it was on our pod. And I was like, this can like of classic. So, but I say that to say I, that I, for that reason, I was like, let me pull this up. Let me see these highlights. And immediately upon seeing the highlights, I was like, those Did first three plays, dude. The first three I, plays. He freaking crushes, dudes. I was literally like, I was literally like, jackpot. <laughs> but, I literally so, audibly, I was sitting next to Brian. I audibly went, oh my God. Yeah. Honestly, bro, it, it reminded me of of Tyler from high school. Like our our buddy Tyler Williamson from high school, his senior year, he absolutely just body bagged. It wasn't like a couple times a season. It was like a couple times a game. He would literally ruin a kid's life. And I was just like, first <laughs> off, I was like, first off, Tyler, those people have fam. That, that guy has family. <laughs> you're, you're also making us look bad. You're making us look bad as your, as your teammates. We don't, get any yeah. stuff. which was, which was like you the next year when, you know, you're just, you know, King Kong and throwing people around and, and everything. And it just, you know, but, but this, this guy, man, Sly bro, you you know immediately when I saw it, him come up, put his foot in the ground, and absolutely fucking murder people. I was like, let's go. I was like, I was like, I would have, I would have suit up and play with him. Dude, I was like shocked by it. Like, are these running backs not looking where they're going? This guy's coming out of nowhere and depleting them. But you know what, Kyler? Hey, now tell me how good uh, Caleb's tackling is compared to Sly. I mean, stop. Caleb was a good tackler. He was. Like, you just didn't like the way he tackled. He still – and you know what else about Caleb? Caleb still brought it. Like, he brought it hard. He wasn't, like, pity-patting up there and, like, wrapping up and slinging down. Like, he would come up and hit. I mean, and technically, I mean, Sly's just like a normal safety big hitter. Uses that shoulder and that, and that head and body. I mean, you know what? Caleb's just being safe. You know, the – see what you're hitting – Chest up, Pete Carroll style, you know, when they used to talk about yeah. the Seahawk tackling the for safety. But well, uh, no, you you're trying to you're trying to set me up to get roasted by the fans tweeting out like make sure you tweet at Kyler all your thoughts about Caleb. Yeah, I know. I do I had to get you back for everybody loved it last week and I was like, Did you watch these? And you're like, 
Yeah, I watched all of them when we decided. Yeah, when we picked out what we're going to do, I did the research. Yes, I remember yeah. that. Classic. <laughs> Anyways, okay. 61198, Mumford, Alabama, 28 offers. I mean, Tennessee, Arkansas, Auburn, Florida, Florida State, Georgia. I'm naming the bigger ones. LSU. Uh, wow, Mercer was really had a chance to get him. Uh, <laughs> Miami, Michigan, Michigan State, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Oregon, Penn State, South Carolina. Only one that it wears me out is Alabama. So, like, that's always one of those things that it's how like. Many, how many how many safeties does Bama already have? Good point. Good point. Good question. And that's value. Uh, you know, I, I didn't look into it that much, but it does always concern me when a Bama guy doesn't get a Bama offer. Yeah. And it's it, it's it's probably not fair. Honestly, it's probably not fair. It's just like it's like if the um, New England Patriots or like the, um, you know, like the Patriots or some of these other really good teams, they draft a player. And yeah. it's like, it's like what? But then you're like, okay, no, I'm going to trust them. Even though uh, over the past couple of years, off topic, Phil Belichick kind of had some sketchy drafts. that Yeah, they have not been good. Correct. But you still give them the benefit of the doubt yeah. because of who they are. Um, same thing with NBA, like the Spurs, the Celtics. Like the Warriors, like when they draft, you're kind of like, I don't really, you know, I don't really, but I'll trust them because they, they've done so well. So yeah. I don't know why, you know, I don't know why he didn't get a BAM offer, but obviously he basically has everyone else, the only two big schools that are on here that yeah, must have I mean, I can't be because of his play, man. Like in no way did I see like a bunch of weaknesses in his film at all. I mean, he was able to flip his hips well. He was able to, read where the quarterback was going. Um, his closing speed was really good. Uh, some guy tried to hit like a corner post on him, and he was able yeah. to flip his hips and close yeah. and get a pick. So yeah. it's like, yeah, he's a big hitter, but he also can cover. And I'll tell you what, he could probably be a three-star running back if he concentrated on running back. Like, I easily – like some of the plays he was making in cuts, I was like, okay – you can play both sides of the ball for sure. I, I, yeah, no, uh, I was going to say the only two offers that he didn't have that are big are Alabama and USC. But when I watch his film, I could care less about that. Like, I'm legitimately fired up about him. Excuse me. Like you said, the first thing you see in a big hitter that is so good about putting their foot in the ground and coming up and not just making a good hitter tackle, but literally like annihilating someone, like making it's not just a big hit, it's like, the play of the game almost like the hit of the game and he's doing it all the time. And like I said, we, you know, as a football player, what that does to a defense and what that does to a team, it can almost be a spark. You know, oh, you just yeah. come up, and you come up and clean somebody out. And so when I'm watching that, I'm like, okay, can he cover? He can cover because there is a lot of times that there is more of a strong safety feel and in the box safety feel to somebody, yeah. but he did. And that one that you were talking about, I actually think it was like a post from the slot on the, backside yeah I just thought he did like a fake out and then came back in so that's why he was behind him and but that's why he caught up but correct he caught up and it was a great play and like you said at running back the one the two things at running back that stand out that anyone should notice is he runs violent he runs hard which tells me this guy is just getting violent in what he does that's why that's why he's a good football player he absolutely destroys people on defense and they're not just kill shots like a receiver or a tight end or somebody. Like, he makes the kill shots that are very difficult, meaning there is a very good athlete on the other side of the ball running, and they're not standing still. No, you know, they're getting, like, getting to the edge, and he Correct. closes out. Correct. That's the most difficult. I remember playing safety, and there were plenty of times that I had, you know, big hits, but they were easy because some big galoof tight end is doing that little pop pass, and they're running right to you. So as long as you just stick your – neck in there you're going to have a big hit or like a a receiver no like these are so tough when you have a very good athlete in the open field and you close up that space and you do a good enough job taking an angle people do not understand how crazy difficult that is and not only does he do it to make an open field tackle he ruins he ruins people like so like I remember like 
for myself, I was just like panicking. I was like, just get him on the ground. This guy's like, I'm not worried about getting you on the ground. Like I'm going to, I want to like end your game. Like yeah, take you out exactly. of the game. So, so I love how violent he is. I love, like you said, in coverage. And uh, like I said, he runs violent on offense. And the other thing else too, he has very good balance on offense. He takes a lot of shots at running back and he just keeps going. He just keeps plugging. Yep. So, yeah, um, and I mean, like he, you shot, you saw that on return too. It's like he had the returns, he had picks that he was returning very well. Like he could easily play a lot of special teams too. Um, and like one of the the second thing to like piggyback off what you were saying, going to hit those guys. The second thing I wrote down was great angles. Like, yeah, oh, fantastic! When he shoots his gun and goes on that angle, like there's no hesitation. He knows. If I go full speed right now, I'm going to get to him right when I need to. And, like, you that know, is hard to get down, that technique and that, like, ability to understand your own speed, that guy's speed, and where he's headed and where you're headed is insane. So, if people didn't play or if people played but didn't maybe play defensive back or even linebacker, you know, they teach you to, like, when you see it and you're coming up, kind of keep that they, – they kind of teach you keep your head – your outside head free or – outside or your head on the outside hip or on their outside shoulder and they always tell you don't watch like the numbers or the head try to watch someone's hips because then if they're moving up here they can fake you out but their hips aren't going to be able to really move so it's like ways to not and so people don't understand how difficult it is like you said whether you're coming if it's an a or b gap and you're the safety and you're the running back and you already know like hey man it's you or him and he might score if you don't make the tackle like that's very difficult and he makes it look extremely easy, which you're really good at something when you make something difficult look extremely easy. And then, like you're saying, on the outside, if someone gets to the outside, well, if you over-pursue by this much, there's so many of these good athletes that will put you on a spin cycle and just oh, yeah. and just leave you. So, it's yeah, it's really impressive, man. I, I loved everything I saw here. I don't know why the kid's a four, not a five-star, whether it's size or speed. I, I mean, I think his speed's great. He takes like an 80-yard bond or 80-yard handoff just to the house. He runs by everybody from the a gap so i don't know what you know i don't get all this different stuff but yeah. gets a stud man and it's no. nice it's nice that i do hope that he can come in and be a safety no knock on the guys that we got on the team now but instead of just being good maybe above average be a legit difference maker and i and yeah. I, that would be cool if that if that's him and like that film that he has out there like his huddle film is his sophomore year you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I we haven't even seen his junior year. And I'm like, bro, how much better could he be now? <clears throat> Great and point. I he still has that. his senior year. I could easily see them bumping him up to a five-star. No, great, great point. Because I you're I completely forgot about that. You're yeah. right. I was looking for I was looking for his junior stuff and all that's coming up sophomore. So I that's a great great point because I forgot about that. And it's even more impressive that he's doing this as a sophomore. So <laughs> yeah, dude, I couldn't do I that mean, as a sophomore. <laughs> good luck what he good luck what he's doing to people this upcoming fall. Oh my goodness! I'd be scared. Yeah, I'm just Thank sitting here. Because I, uh, <laughs> I, I just pulled up his, I just pulled up his stuff so I could read off the, off his offers and size and stuff, and just watching it on replay because Rivals just sits here and spotlights it. I mean, <laughs> the first that first one, man. When he, when <laughs> I want to see the side angle because it's from the back angle, and all you see is the running back cut up, and then this flash has come across and <laughs> murder him. I got oh, felt that God. the next day for sure. Dude, just God, Hell, he me. might be in the hospital. I love that stuff. Love it. So yeah, I'm fired up about him, man. I, I he's probably one of my favorite ones that I've watched so far this year. I would put him in that first oh, yeah. team all a first team all highlight with with Trevor Duncan and, and Jack uh Jack Reed, White Reed, Reed's ba- Reed Bacon's first team all highlight team. <laughs> might I might get a shirt made like that. Hell, hey, start selling merch. I got my Grizzlies on today because we got – we uh, beat, the Timberwolves, beat the Timberwolves Saturday. We got the Warriors today. Let's go. Jaws ridiculous. Tyler, if, you know me, but when he put the dunk down on Thursday night, I uh, literally about diarrhea everywhere. <laughs> And then I got, and then even on Saturday night, I was actually nervous about that. Timberwolves are pretty good, but I got nervous 
about that game. I was like, I don't want to come this to come down to a game seven because they are talented. Yes. And and with Jaw and like Brandon Clark got an offensive rebound and late in that game on Saturday, I was like, let's go, let's <laughs> go. And he was and my mom was like, what what's going on here? No, I as soon as Jaw did that uh dunk i immediately like found the picture and saved it because i was like i cannot wait to use this as a meme oh it's gonna be great like, oh, when we beat exactly. florida this year i'm just gonna go t oh yes dunk of that yes thing. yes love that love um that. All, right, all right let's, let's move let's into the big thing from this week in the draft uh and talk about all our guys what i thought and i saw this on twitter before we go down each specific one i saw this on twitter that uh the, yes, you know, I know had, what you're about to. I know what you're about to say. It's it's it sounds it sounds good, but like these guys were already there. They weren't hypers recruits. No, I know that. But two DBs, line. two DBs taken, and they would not have been taken where they were last year. I don't even think Theo would have been drafted. Alante might have been like a fifth round pick, and an, a defensive lineman, Matthew Butler, taken where. I don't know if he would have been taken last year. And I think that's – and I and listen, I w- was with Willie Martinez when he was there the first time. So I know him. I know what kind of coach he is. And I thought he did a great job with, like, some of the DBs we had then. I think they're doing a very good job with these guys. And I think having two DBs drafted makes Sly feel even better about his commitment. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Or anybody that we've already signed or anybody that's a freshman or already a young guy on the team. Yeah, absolutely. To feel good about yeah. it. I mean, your but team went seven and six had, and you Willie, still had five guys drafted. Like that's pretty good. Yeah. Willie Martinez has had that name for a while. Like he, like people know he's a good DB coach, but yeah, I thought you were going to bring up the whole like hype will have five people and that's more than Prude had his whole time. Like, listen, I get it. You know me. I love Heupel. Yeah. Like, but it's it's a little bit of a, they they were there in the program already. But I do think that Heupel is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Heupel and his coaching staff has been outstanding with uh, improving players. And I can't remember. I mean, when these guys came in, because I mean, they might even be. I mean, Butch. I think recruits. Yeah, Theo might have been there for like five years, so he could. I think he might. I think he was a butch, honestly. I think Alante was too. Yeah, or was he? I don't. Might have been Pruitt. I don't know. I can't remember that far back, especially with the COVID year. It confuses everything. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, Um, you want to just start with Alante and and go down? So Alante pick forty nine goes to the Saints. Me and Reed briefly talked about this. I mean, I love Alante, but. Kind of surprising. Not kind of. This is shocking. This is <laughs> yeah. shocking. So I was sitting – so I I was sitting and watching it. I had recorded it Friday. So I was kind of like flying through it to, to see some different stuff. And I'm sitting there. And when I heard his name, I, I sat up in my chair. I was like – and so – and I tell you that I was recording it because I was like – paused it and was like, did this skip forward? You see what I'm saying? Like, I thought, yeah. like, maybe I, I thought maybe, like, it did I sit forward. on the remote? Like, what happened? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because I was like, and then I looked and it says, like, second round. And I was like, I literally was like, what the? F-? Granted, I'm very, very happy for Alante. I'm very, very happy for the University of Tennessee. I'm happy for his family, everyone involved. No knock on him. But I've watched the guy for three years, four years, whatever, in no way. In no way did I think that guy was going second round. I said on here, I thought he'd be like fourth, fifth. Now, I get it. He looks great. He's got the NFL body and size. He's not quite as tall as people think he is. I mean, he's six foot. He's not six one, six two, which he looks that way on TV. Um, but obviously, he's a burner, um, you know, a physical player. Like, I always respected and liked how he played the game. Um, what I thought was so funny, Kyler. Yeah. And I don't know if this year they were way more positive with players because years past, they would be pretty honest when the, when a player was drafted, whether it was Lewis Riddick, um, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay. I'm trying to think of some of the people in the years past that they might have up there. Uh, Booker McFarland was really the only one this year. Yeah. That would maybe throw a couple negatives. But, like, 
I swear to you, it felt like Lewis Riddick and Mel Kuyper were almost a little shocked. But they did not say, hey, I thought this was – the one thing uh, Mel Kuyper will say is like, hey, I had this guy going in the fourth. Or I had this guy going in the fifth. So I feel like this is a little bit of a reach. Like that would be like the meanest thing they'd say. But like they didn't say that about Alante. But I swear, I swear to you, it came off like they were kind of surprised. And I mentioned yeah. to you on I mentioned to you yesterday on the phone this. I counted four times that Lewis Riddick did it twice and Mel Kuyper did it twice. And they talked about how he's gonna be fantastic on special teams. I don't disagree with that. You do not draft a guy for 49th, 49th overall to be a good special teams player. Yeah. So like the other thing that was a little sketchy is when it came up, it said safety, Tennessee. I'm like, did these guys not watch the game? Did you not watch the film? Now, they could have said he's going to project that, but they didn't say that. They said safety, Alante Taylor from Tennessee. Then they showed his highlights. Obviously, it was all at corner. They broke down his highlights, and then they're like, we do do see him, though, maybe getting played as, like, that nickel and, like, let him, like, use his speed, bring him on a blitz, let him use his physicality in the run game, not really put him on an island because they said, hey – he has great speed, but his hips aren't great. So sometimes if someone makes a move on him, they can get a little separation. And so I, I was just baffled by it. I hope he plays well. I mean, I hope he's awesome for him and, his, yeah. and, and the Saints ain't for him and the Saints. But, like, to me, this has bust written all over and bust because he went in the second round. Like, I don't, I don't see him – well, and, and here's something, too, that, like, maybe we don't really see the side of it because, obviously, we're not Alante. But in his meetings with teams, in his time at the Combine, in this whole process, they could have been like, hey, you did, you played well at Tennessee at corner. We want you as a safety. And just kind of, like, he knew that the entire time. Like, whoever's going to – like, all these teams want me as safety because or nickel, they always – yeah, or nickel. or nickel, but they always say that about DBs is like when you're young and more athletic, you're a good corner. When you get older, they bump you back to safety because you got more time to react. You're not always just one on one with people, and it's a little bit. I don't want to say easier, but in a in a sense, easier. So I mean, maybe he knew this the entire time that like when he gets to practice at New Orleans, they're going to be like, "Hey, go to safety." So, I mean, that could be it. And, hell, who knows? He might be a good safety. I, I no, have no I, idea. I, we, never, we never saw him at safety. I think uh, I think he'd be – I do think he'd be a fantastic nickel or slot receiver. I mean, slot corner, which has become a huge deal in the past five, six, seven, eight years of football because of so much of the spread. What? Go ahead. And I just thought of this. You know what? Alante is a perfect body type to cover a tight end. Tight end, correct. It's to cover the Travis Kelsey's, the the what's the guy from San Francisco? George Kittle. George Kittle. Like he's long, he's not small by any means. Like you said, six foot. He's got some weight to him. And he can be able to like stab them off the line or like be in their face when they're running their routes. Yeah, it just felt like. It's just, like I said, it just felt like an NBA pick, like a, a potential, potential yeah. pick. Like a, a uh, he's got all the tools. Let's see if we can, you know. Can't wait it. to see what he does in the G League. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but I do see him like he is physical enough to come up and help on run. He is physical enough to blitz. He's very athletic. He's very fast. Like, I think he'll take on blocks well. Like, I think he could be a good slot corner. And then guard, you know, you're guarding the third best receiver usually on the team in the slot or maybe a tight end. So, listen, happy for him. But what I was going to say earlier, I'll be surprised if he signs a second contract with the Saints. I'll be surprised if he is – like, I, I will honestly be surprised if he's pretty impactful on their actual defense. Now, if yeah. he becomes a special teams player and hangs around the NFL for a while, okay, I can see that, but – but I'll be surprised if he's impactful on their defense. And and I hope he is. I hope I'm wrong. And I'm, I'm happy to admit when I am wrong. But that's just my opinion. No, I, I get that. I mean, there are definitely some aggravating times watching Alante through his career. Uh, so, I get I get your feelings for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Next up, Bayless Jones Jr., round three, pick 71 to the Bears. 
Um, I don't know if you saw it. They like posted on Instagram, the GM talking to him over the phone and him just like getting emotional. It was like, I cannot wait to be there. I'm, I'm so happy for Bayless. And I think, I think this is a very fair spot to get picked round three. I think Velas can fit in on any team that he wanted. I don't think it matters where it was. And listen, the Bears are growing. They're trying to build something right now. Um, so that almost makes me feel better for Velas because, because of the fact they're not the Chiefs or not, you know, San Francisco or not the Rams. Those teams, because they've been winning because they're so high right now, are very quick to just be like, well, that didn't work. See ya. We're going to get another guy. Where Chicago's like, hey, we need to build a foundation first and then get back to where we want to be. Bayless could be there for a while. That was going to be the number one thing that I said about Chicago. I think, and I'm very happy for him as well, and the, and the hypo effect was definitely here for him. Like, you, if you saw his stats at USC and then came here, nice. um, and then he, even you see his stats under Pruitt, which we all know, um, you know, just a disaster. So, I mean, we, effect, we know Cedric Tillman's going to get drafted a lot higher than he would under Pruitt. Yeah. Yeah. He next year it's going to be like, oh shit, this might be the first wide receiver taken. I, I swear. Like, if Cedric stays healthy and, and progresses like he did this past year, he could be up there. I'll bet you. I'll bet you a hundred dollars. There's no way he's first. He's just. He doesn't have the. He doesn't have the the speed and the athletic ability that some of the other people. I love Cedric, but I'll be shocked if he. The numbers wise, numbers wise, he could he he could be top wide receiver in the nation, but I don't see it. Him actually getting drafted that high, but anyways, um, I think it is an unbelievable spot for him to go to. They don't have Allen Robinson anymore. Like, they drafted Anthony Miller a couple years ago for Memphis. He's not there anymore. And I, I know their wide receiver room is not good, but I actually am pulling it up just to see if there's even any names I recognize. So he is going to have an unbelievable chance at the Bears. Like you said, he could have gone so many other places, but the Bears receivers, now that they don't have Allen Robinson, their room should be one of the worst rooms in the NFL. So this couldn't be a better spot for him to go to. So I'm happy for him and good for him and it's going to be an outstanding opportunity. Yeah, I mean, he could be wide receiver one. Who knows? Just based off their needs, you know? Yeah, I've, I'm going through – I'm just going through the Chicago Bears roster right now. Bro, I don't I, – I haven't, I haven't seen a receiver that I know. I mean, Darnell Mooney, okay, I know that name. David Moore, I know that name. I mean – Nothing about that excites you. Daz no. Newsome, Newsom, have no idea who that is. I mean, these receivers are horrendous, bro. So, yeah, it's a great place for him to go. I guess their number one that they're hoping on is Equinius St. Brown. You know, I guess they just signed him from – I think he was in Detroit or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm chopped. They're, they're not going to be good, but but VJ's going to have a chance to ball. So Exactly. Love that. Love that for Velas. Uh, on to the next one, your guy, Matthew Butler, round five, 175th pick to the Raiders. The Raiders. What do you think about that? <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, what, what, what do I think about the pick or your impression of Chris <laughs> Berman? Your, your impression of Chris Berman. Uh, no, let's, man. I, let's not know, judge me, please. You know what? I love this. I mean, in the fifth round, I fiend love it. I love, love Matthew. I love everything about him. I'm mm -hmm. nervous that we're going to see a, a difference in UT's D-line next year because we don't have him. I think he's one of the most underappreciated players. And let me say this. I would have underappreciated him, too, if I wasn't doing this stupid podcast and watching film yeah. every week, every week after games because I wouldn't have known how bad he was absolutely whipping people up, up front. So I'm super happy for him. I will definitely be – he, I would definitely be keeping up with him and pulling for him. There was a part of me I was hoping that the Titans would get him fifth, sixth round, um, just because I think he'd be an outstanding rotational guy behind Jeffrey and Danico yeah. Autry. Um, but yeah, I'm happy for him. I think it's a great draft pick. Yeah, I do too. I think hey, it's oh, good spot go to go to as well because you got Chandler Jones and and Mad Max on the. 
outside. I was literally so, just about to say that. I go, bro, yeah. you like with Max Crosby and Chandler Jones and like them getting attention, and you get a one on one with a center, one on one with a with a guard. Like, give me those pass rush reps all freaking day, baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like he can make a name for himself doing that. And are the McKenzies still overseeing the Raiders? Like, are they still in? No, like, the I office? think they, I think. No, I think the one that was the GM, I think he retired a couple of years back. I don't – they they potentially could still be involved in some way, but no, yeah. he's not the GM anymore. Because I'm mean, wondering – I mean, they I mean they watch Tennessee closely, so that's why I was wondering, like, maybe that had an effect on it. But uh, – It's been yeah. a minute. It's been a minute because uh, my, uh, Mike Mayock was the GM most recently and got let go. Uh, yeah, but I didn't they, know if they were just like – scouting operations or like, sure they know, could be Advisors they could have just been like bumped around in there yeah sure they may, maybe maybe i don't know if they've officially retired or that but yes there's a possibility of that um but i'm yeah i'm very excited for matthew i think i think the sky's the limit for him man like i really do um even though he doesn't like jump off the screen with like numbers you know and we said that at the combine it's just like dude watch the damn film like Throw up the film, get your clicker out. You'll see what he does uh, during a game. So I'm very excited. I think he's another, you know, under the radar shy Tuttle that, you know, just becomes like a starter for that team. And they're like, holy crap, he's actually really good. Um, so super excited for Matthew. Honestly. I'm too. Uh, your boy, Cade, uh, next one, six round, 199. I'll say this. This is a great spot for Cade. Uh, it's hey, a fantastic spot. The same thing we said with Velas. Yes. They need linemen. Need yes. bad. Like, they, they they were awful last year. Um, this is definitely, like, he's going into camp. He's going into OTAs. He's going into, well, first, rookie mini camp, OTAs, regular camp, competing against everybody. Like, this is open competition of, all right, just show me. And we'll bump you, like you'll you'll start. That's not a, that's not an issue. Uh, so I mean, I think I think this is an awesome spot for him. The fact that the Panthers really like needed offensive linemen and got this tier of Cade that late is nice. One concern that I've said many times is his injuries, and if he can stay healthy. But if Kay can stay healthy, he can easily start. Like, I can see that. Easily start at a guard position. Yeah. Because he I, just – he is that athletic. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, it's one of those things. It's like first time I saw him as a freaking, like, 14-year-old at Catholic. I, I mean, at, at 14, literally 14, 15 years old, he looked like he was already in college. Like – I know. I mean, besides that baby face, which you and I know a lot about. But um, – but yeah, I'm, I'm happy for It's just him. a perfect, perfect circle of a face. <laughs> I'm happy. Listen, it's a good spot. Like I said, I, you know, I like Matt Rule. It has not gone as well uh, as I thought. Um, I still think he's a fantastic coach. I mean, the the Panthers have been in some tough spots, but it's a great, it's a good city to go to. It's not far from Knoxville. Good opportunity. I think he got very fortunate with where he went. And yeah, I mean, just got to stay healthy. And um, this. This is a little bit different for Cade, and I smile because, you know, at Catholic, he was the dude when he was coming out. He's a big-time recruit. He goes to Georgia. You know, he's at Tennessee. He can kind of get away with stuff. Like, now he's officially like, we're not putting up with any of this nonsense. Like, you're either here and you're good or your ass is gone, and you're probably not going to get many other opportunities. You're not so, a first-rounder anymore. Like, you're not yeah. the, the best player on the team. You're not, like, top tier. Like, you got to actually put in some work. Yeah, yeah, because he – hey, he got drafted six-round by promise. If he comes in there and sucks, they'll cut his ass in a second. I mean, like Easily. If, you're, if you're seven, six, and sometimes even fifth round, like, they'll cut you. Like, they they don't care. I mean – There's no so, thought about it. No. Uh, last one, man, incredible. Incredible because – So happy. I, yeah, I, I, I think I'm this like, – I'm more excited for this one, for sure. And it's not even because I'm a Titans fan. I'm just happy for the guy. I'm so happy for him. I'm I'm very very happy for Theo. It's a fairy tale story. Like you live in Nashville, 
you grow up in Nashville, you go to the University of Tennessee, you know, and then you get drafted by your – I mean, it's insane. Like, I would – I mean, I I would do a lot of things to have that be me. <laughs> a lot of things. So, uh, you know, I think Theo's a very good player. I, I am going to be honest with you on two things. I'm very excited to see who our slot is this year because, as I told you, I think that position, and I, when I say this, I'm talking about for Tennessee, because I think that position, he got very fortunate because that position is, it's almost like a point guard. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of opportunities because you got the ball in your hands. You got a lot of opportunities to kind of get the stats and make plays. When you're a corner like that, you get a lot of chances at tackles. You get a lot of chances at uh, sacks or if you're, if, you're, if you're blitzing, you get to be in on a lot more stuff. Um, you still get a chance for interceptions and PBUs. So I'll be interested to see how that person for Tennessee does. But for Theo, as a Titans fan, I'm happy for him. I, he's going to have a little bit of an up, uphill battle slightly to make this team. And the reason I say that is because they already have Elijah Molden, who is a third rounder last year out of Washington, an absolutely fantastic player uh, at the Washington Huskies. They drafted him third round and he was good for Tennessee last year, the Titans. He was good. I mean, for a rookie, he was good. So the Titans have a very young defensive backfield, especially their corners with Christian Fuller and Caleb Farley. Uh, I mean, Christian's year three, Caleb's year two. Um, they drafted Roger McCreary from Auburn in the second round. So obviously they really like him. Uh, Monty Hooker's at safety, who's still young, somewhat younger. And then, you know, KB's the old man, and he's still not that that old. So he's going to have to play well to make the roster. But the good thing is, is, all these NFL teams usually have Dagna like six, six or seven DBs on the roster. Yeah. <clears throat> DB and wide receiver, those rooms are full always, you know, like because yes, you you can get him in on offense and on defense and like be a part of the, you know, starting 22, but that those two positions are the main ones on special teams. Well, like, yeah. D- the entire kickoff team is like two linebackers and everybody else's wide receiver DB. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's yeah. just corner, how they do corner, it. Yeah, corner safeties, wide receivers, linebackers, yeah. Yeah, like that that's it. So maybe a tight end here and there. Maybe. But like Theo I see him making the team on special teams and working his way up. Like I can easily see that. Yeah. Yeah, he's I'm I'm happy for him. I'll I'll be locked in and see see what happens, so yeah, I mean, no offense, but if I mean, if Will if Will Compton can be on the team for a year for special teams, I think Theo can. Will was actually uh, Will was on the team multiple years as the backup linebacker, and then they brought him back just for the one. Yeah. Thing. Let's see. All right, uh, so that is the draft. That is all the boys taken? Um, I know that. Uh, Javante Payton went to Arizona, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else if I saw it on Twitter where they ended up. Um, I don't think I saw anything else. How about you? Did you did you see any other guys that I did not yet? Not, I have not yet, no, but I'll, I'll see if I can find anything else. Okay. Um, so now that we talked about the draft, let's talk about some basketball news. Uh, <clears throat> we really touched on basketball in a, in a while, so a lot of stuff has happened over the you know time being. Uh, biggest thing though is the Tyreek Key coming from Indiana State transferring in, six um, three guard, who I mean. He's athletic, man. He he he's got good moves. He's he seems like a very good player, and seems like he's someone who could really fit with this team and with what Rick Barnes does. Dude, I was when I first saw this, I was like, okay, let's see who this guy is. Let's see what's up. I saw that he was from Tennessee, so I was like, okay, is he worth a damn? Is he just coming back here because? We need some bodies. Maybe he'll be good off the bench, you know, hometown, whatever. And then I go, and immediately I start, like, I Google his name. I want to see, like, highlights. 
I see where he dropped 31. And then he had another game, I think, like 33. And I'm like, wow, like, bro, when's the last time someone in Tennessee was dropping a 30-piece 30, 30 burger? Yeah. Think, seriously, think about it. And I was like, I get it's at Indiana State, but it's like you're dropping but 30. That, you're dropping that game you votes. watched where he dropped 31 was against Loyola of Chicago. Right. And it's like so, we played him and fucking lost to him two years ago. So, what, correct. What, you know. Correct. So, it's like I don't care if it's 1A, 1AA or whatever. Like, let me if you can make – if your team is eligible to make the NCAA tournament, meaning you're in that level of basketball and you can drop a 30-burger, bring them on all day because that means you can put the ball in the hoop. Now, yes. obviously, we know Rick, obviously, we know Rick Barnes you're going to have to play defense and defend. Um, but, I mean, his stats – he averaged 17 and five. That's outstanding. 17 and five. Uh, he had, you know, two, two assists. Uh, and his field goal percentage is 47%. I mean, that's, that's good stats. Six, three, two Oh five. Um, you know, I, based on his numbers and based on what I watched, I, I really liked the player. I think he's a player that was kind of a needed player after losing Kennedy Chandler. You know, yeah. go ahead and go ahead and add him. Was Zaki or um, is it, what? I can't say his name for a second. <laughs> Tyree. No, Z- Ziegler. I said to oh. add. I said to add him was Ziegler, uh, Viscovi, Josiah Jordan James. Like yeah. that, that's big to help those guys at the guard position. Um, so I'm I'm happy about that. And, and I mean, you know what stat? Uh, it might be boring, but excites me. Over 90% free throw shooter. Oh, I love that. Love it. Like, thanks. Give us another Viscovi that, like, we get down in crunch time and both of them are just drain, 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 drain. Listen to how he progressed, too, over his time in Indiana State. As a freshman, eight points a game, then 17, then 15, then 17. That's impressive. That's impressive. And then I'm going to look at just some – because I have it pulled up here – some of the points he had in games, 34, 29, 18, 31, 19, 23, 31, 21, 18, 16, 18. Bro. Bro, give this man the ball. Seriously. Like, I just want – hey, basketball is pretty simple. You put the ball in the hoop. And I, and so I'm fired up about that. So, I, everything that I've seen, it, like I said at first, I was like, who the hell is this guy? Like, you know, there's – Indiana there's, State. Yeah, there's all these people getting, like, people from other blue bloods, like, you know, picking and choosing different blue blood schools. I'm like, oh, great, but we get this guy from Indiana State. But, hey, dude's a, dude's a baller. So. At first, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, sweet, we got a guy from Indiana. Like, Indiana's a blue blood. Like, yeah. that's pretty good, the Hoosiers. Like, we got a guy from there. No, <laughs> Indiana State, but Yeah. But, no, so I'll be excited to see him early next year to see if he's as good as what we thought, if he's going to be able to be that good in the SEC. But I'm happy with it. The other one. I was bummed about losing Brandon Huntley half on. I mentioned it briefly last pod. But after I've had some time to digest it and the fact that he went to Louisville, I was like, all right, I don't care. Like, seriously, like, I I wish he was still on the team. Louisville doesn't feel like something that is – they're just not good. Like, like I'm not worried about Louisville coming to beat us in the NCAA tournament. Right. Right, and and the and Louisville's closer to home for him because he's in that Clarksville area, so he just you know runs you know runs up north. So I get it; it's, it's closer to home. They're not good, so they everything that I've been hearing, which is probably the same stuff that everyone else has been hearing, that he wanted to be, he wanted a certain amount of. I I heard that he told Rick that he wanted thirty minutes a game. First, he wanted to start, then he wanted thirty minutes a game, and then he also wanted the ability to not have to play just center, but play like four, so he could like show some of his moves that aren't just down low. And it's like, if I'm a coach and someone comes to me and kind of has demands, yeah. you better be like Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant. Like, you better be like one of the best players in your respective league. Like, you're, yeah. you're not – I get it, you're a five-star, but, like, I can't just mortgage my entire team on one person, like, we're not going to run a program that way. Now, yeah, you 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 think you you weren't what the guy from Auburn was just because you didn't get to play the four? Like you think that's what was holding you back? Like, 
but you got to <laughs> right. perform out there. It's not, it's not just because you were out of position. I'm, I'm all for, I'm all for um, doing what you can to keep some of your better players happy. I mean, absolutely. But at the end of the day, uh, if I'm a coach, I, I want to win. So everyone needs to buy in. Everyone needs to be a part of the team. Nobody's bigger than the team. Cause if you are, then it's, you're, you might be good. You might be good, but you're not going to be championship level in my opinion. Um, True. So, so you know what? I'm fine with him. I'm glad. If he'd gone to Auburn, it would have really sucked because then I would have had to see him and hear about him and all that. He would have stayed in the SEC anywhere. I would have been furious. Yeah. 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 So I'm glad he's in Louisville. I don't have to worry about him anymore, yeah. but we'll see. I mean, Basketball, basketball is a wild, wild thing, wild game. So we'll see how what other people we add. Obviously, uh, Viscovi, AK Vescovi, and Josiah Jordan James are doing the uh, testing the NBA waters, which is very smart. People should not get upset about that. All they're going I, to do. I, I love it. Like I yeah. wish they would do that in every sport because, like, some of these guys just really don't know where they're at, and and it can be a great eye opener for some of them. Be like, here's some humble yeah. pie. Here's to let you know you need to go back and keep working. And others, it's like, here's a great opportunity for you. This is the whole reason they come and play in college. It's the entire reason they do it. So as soon as they have the availability to get drafted and be drafted high and get paid that money, go do it, man. That, that It's your life. Like, live that. I just – I honestly wish that was something in football. And – I don't know. I guess do do they kind of have that in baseball? I don't know about baseball. I'm, I'm not sure. wondering because I mean they can draft high schoolers, but certain guys can be like, no, I'm going to college. I think you could. There's probably people you can talk to and get some advice on like, hey, where you're going to be drafted? Yeah. You know, what what kind of what's the guaranteed money in baseball? You know, if mm-hmm. I come and sign and get drafted in the twenty something round, or should I go on to Tennessee or go to another? baseball school and um and then the nfl i mean they do report back on certain things and let you know kind of where you stand that's it's still amazing to me that so many of these juniors will leave and they just don't get drafted and then they're just you know just stuck i know it's crazy it is crazy it is crazy but um uh last thing i guess basketball wise is justin powell entered the transfer portal um you know i i was really really excited for him when we got him i thought he was going to be a very good addition to Tennessee and it was not anywhere what I thought I was wrong. He wasn't the stroker from outside. Like I thought we could, we, we need, well, that we needed, but uh, that I thought would really help. He couldn't defend for whatever reason. So like, it doesn't bother me that he's leaving. And I don't know if it's true or not, but someone tweeted out it's a seven. He's been to seven schools in seven years. I, if that's true, that's insane because it, the tweet was funny. It said, He's been to seven schools in seven years, dating back all the way to his freshman year. And it's like somewhere along the line, like you realize who the problem is. So I, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, but there I is a common denominator there. <laughs> correct. Correct. So, anyways, but um listen, super happy for all the people that got drafted. Super happy for all the Tennessee balls. I hope the Tennessee balls and I hope the Titans players are all the best ones that got drafted. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. uh you know, so uh, good pod. I hate that I missed you in town this week. Uh, I know. I was I, only I guess there for could, a little bit, but we'll I guess you just didn't want to. You didn't want to see me. That's fine. No harm, no foul. Listen, you know, I'll tell you what, and I don't know if you experienced this whenever you lived in Nashville, but when you don't live in town and you come back, it's like, well, make sure you see your mom. Make sure you see your dad. Make sure you see your in law. Make sure you see this friend. Make sure you see that friend. Make sure you see these guys. Make sure you see that. And it's like, y'all, there's 24 hours in a day. What, like, I got to spread this stuff out. Like, when I came in for a spring practice, I saw no one else but you, bud. You're spe- you were special number one. You're the first person I saw. I was, I'm your best friend. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> no, That's exactly no, I, no, I'm just giving you a hard time. But listen, I just got low battery on my phone. I got to get ready for the Grizzlies game one, you know, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. We'll see you, bud. Uh, All right. I appreciate you guys watching and listening. If you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe, like, hit that notification bell. If it's on the podcast platforms, rate and review. Also follow us, download. All that stuff helps us so much. Follow us on social media. 
uh, believe in Tennessee uh, on Twitter for our main accounts uh, at rbacon26 for Reed at Kyler Kerbison on all social media for me. And if you want to reach out to us, we have a phone number 865-322-9232 and an email uh, believe in Tennessee football at gmail.com. So feel free to reach out, ask any questions. You can also ask questions in the comments of our YouTube in comments on Twitter everywhere. So feel free. We love answering y'all's questions and love hitting on points that we didn't think about that you guys bring up. So, um, and just appreciate you guys. As, uh, <laughs> I love it when I mess up on these things. Um, anyways, I appreciate you guys. If you're listening at this point, you realize that I'm a human. Uh, as always, go balls. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.